In this episode of the show, Paul talks to the UK and European clinic owners in his mastermind program about why he believes the schedules at the Paul Gough Physio Rooms are as full as we have ever known them to be at this time of the year. It might surprise you to hear that the reason why is because of something that we did back in the summer of last year, six months ago. If the effect is a packed schedule in January, the cause has to be somewhere in the past. Likewise, if you're having a crappy January, it's not because of January itself, it is likely to be what you did not do in September or October of last year. Paul's business teachings take business owners way past just doing more and towards thinking more and making better decisions, which is where all business owners should be living. Enjoy the episode and if you think you would benefit from being part of a mastermind group like this, either in the USA or in the UK with Paul, the best place to start is with Paul's strategic planning workshop that happens in sunny Orlando every quarter. Reach out to paul at paulgoff.com to get details of the next class. Enjoy the show. This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. All right, good morning, everyone. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the beautiful northeast of England. You've picked a great day. You've picked a great day to come. Um, yeah, welcome. Welcome back and welcome for the first time, uh, first timers, Derek. Where's Derek? Derek, Derek, Derek. Derek and Steve, I think, first time. Anybody else first time visit to the northeast of England? Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. First time? Not to the northeast. To, to here, though. First time to the meeting. Good. All right, we'll do some introductions as we go around. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get, um, we've got two days together. And we're going to do four sessions today, four sessions tomorrow. And the focus primarily of this event is on planning. It's to get you to um, start to think about where you want to get to in 2019, pitched against where you currently are. And somewhere in the middle is a gap. There is a gap between um, the business's performance currently versus where you want to get to. And I believe that if you can um, figure out what is in that gap and what is currently that obstacle, it's much easier to actually get to where you want to be. I had a conversation, uh, Ben is a, uh, a good friend of mine who runs a very similar business to me uh, for f- uh, personal trainers. So he's kind of here just watching what we do and how this plays out and just looking for ideas for his own business. I was talking this morning about how a lot of businesses, they, they kind of shape up always in 2019 and think everything's about marketing. So right now it's, I need more leads or I need more patients or I need more volume, I need more visits, I need more things coming through the doors. And it's such a bad place to start from when it comes to actually thinking about your business. And a lot of what I do now is, we still will talk about marketing this weekend or this, um, you know, through this event. But a lot of what I'm trying to get business owners to think more about is problem solving. That all of our problems cannot be just new patients. It cannot be, I just need more patients. It's such a granular way of thinking. It's very much living at what I would call the effect level, where if I haven't got enough patients, there is something wrong. There is something that I'm not doing in that business. There is a problem or a challenge that I'm currently not aware of. 
whether that's I'm trying to run some marketing that, that just isn't working and my efforts are best spent elsewhere, or it's the marketing that I'm trying to do is the right thing, but the execution of it just isn't as good as what it should be. It could even be that I currently can't get marketing done because I don't have any cash, and therefore now we have a cash flow issue. And now we need to start thinking about how do we get more cash in the business so that we can fund more marketing. So as we go through the two days, I'm, trying to go, I'm going to try to get you to think a lot more along those lines, that, that whatever your current problem is, for most business owners, it's usually the effect of the thing that's actually the problem. And I believe ultimately, even though we're all here um, for various different reasons, almost every time you come to one of my events or attend one of my calls, it's really with the view of getting better at problem solving. That if I can get you to understand what the problems are in your business, you will fix them yourself. You don't need me to, to teach you how to do a Facebook ad or a Google ad or whatever it will be. Those things naturally will come when you figure out the thing that is actually the root cause of the problem. To caveat that, you only ever have one problem in the business that supersedes the rest. Every month that goes by and every week that I work with people um, from all over the world, one of the problems that I see is that people run from the real problem. And in not facing up to the problem, whether that's a prices problem, a sales problem, whether that's a marketing message problem, whether it's a staff problem, a leadership problem. In running from the actual problem, they create even more problems by avoiding it and going and doing something else that just didn't fucking need doing, just to avoid the thing that they knew that they needed to do. So as we go through the two days together, the focus very much is on planning and it's on thinking strategically. And I'm gonna try and get you to forecast out for what, uh, you know, what a successful 2019 would look like with uh, bolted onto the back of that, a long time spent thinking about what has to happen to achieve it. And I think that's the, the real big difference as to what we're gonna do. It isn't just about creating a budget. It isn't just about creating a plan. It's about actually sitting down and thinking what are the activities that needs to take place to allow me to hit the target that I want. If I wanna make a quarter of a million in profit, somebody has to do something. And I think step one is to create a budget, which is essentially your GPS, your sat-nav to where we want to go to. But step two is, all right, who's actually going to do that? Because a lot of people are projecting right now nice sums of money. It's very easy to do it. I did a podcast on it recently that the problem with doing a budget in December is everybody feels good. Everybody feels good and optimistic and the season is great and all of a sudden you sit down and you look at the spreadsheet and you put these numbers in and you think, you know what, this looks great, we're going to make an extra £100,000 this year. Failing to forget that we can only make that extra £100,000 if I've got these things called assets, marketing systems or people, that will generate that extra revenue for uh, the business. So that's the big thing that we're going to look at um, across this two days together. So four sessions today, um, we've got dinner tonight. For those of you who are uh, familiar, we are in a new place. We're getting too big to take over Trees' house. So we've, um, we're gonna go to a nice restaurant, a local that I spend um, any spare weekend that I have in, enjoying a nice Moretti or two. Uh, so we'll be there tonight for a, uh, for a meal from seven o'clock. So we'll be uh, finishing round about five, half past five today. I'll take you right through till four o'clock. Simon and Amy will come in at four and you can start talking Facebook, Google, social, tactical kind of stuff that you want uh, to do. And then tomorrow, um, assuming that you're all in a fit state to uh, do so, I've arranged a very special closing of the clinic between half past nine and 11 and I brought in Johnny 
who is my head physio, uh, Jess, who is my uh, front desk, head front desk, if you like, along with Vicky, who is obviously Vicky. Everybody knows Vicky. Um, so the three of them will be open for Q&A uh, to talk to them about whatever it is that you want. I think in the past I've leaned on Vicky a lot to talk to you about the follow-up and the sales and the conversions and just the general practice management. I think Jess is a superstar that I don't really give enough credit to. Uh, she is amazing at the sort of meet and greet role, if you like. Uh, I'd love you to have Q&A with her tomorrow and Johnny. Uh, we'll be able to talk to you about positioning of prices and how we talk to the clients and how we get them to say yes and how we get them involved in longer treatment plans and so on. And while I'm on that, <coughs> we did a planning uh, meeting and one of the biggest things that I took from it, from my staff, was the effect. Right now in January, we're as busy as we've ever been in January. This time last year, it was like a ghost town in my clinic last year. And often is a little quiet and people are picking back up and just the general Christmas kind of, you know, you lose people before Christmas. Or what traditionally happens is the phone calls come in, 10 extra clients book in the week before Christmas, but they just want a quick fix. They want their knee sorted or their back sorted so they're good for Christmas and they're out the doors, which often leaves January a barren spell. This year was the biggest, it currently is the most, or we're projecting to be the busiest we've ever been in January. Now that's the effect. So ask yourself, what's the cause? Last year, we made a big push to improve the completed plan of care ratio. And what that is, is can we get more people to say yes to the six sessions and agree them right there and then and book them out, pay for them up front and book them out right there and then. That isn't responsible directly for why I believe we are as busy in January and likely to be in February as we've ever been. It's this. If you get somebody to a plan of care to complete, they'll actually feel and see the benefit that you promised. This is deep, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in on it. Whatever's easy at the start is usually difficult later. Whatever's difficult at the start is usually easier later on. Look at most businesses in our world, when they set up, it's come on in, have your evaluation, have your consultation. I think you've got a knee problem. Let's have a few sessions and we'll see how it goes. The price is 35, 40 pounds a session. We'll book out Wednesday and then we can book out after that as you need. Very nice, very easy, very comfortable. Anybody can have that conversation. The girl on the front desk is engaged in a nice little conversation and it all just feels lovely. The problem is there's no commitment. And that's the problem. Nobody's committed to anything. Contrast that, contrast that with a, this is what you've done. This is what needs to happen. This is what will happen if you book out the six or nine sessions that I'm currently recommending. I'd like you to book them all out, pay your fee up front, so that we know we've got your commitment to actually seeing out the plan of care that you need. I firmly believe that we're busy in January and busy in February, and the reason that we're busy in January and February is because of what we call top-ups or maintenances. Ultimately, people just wanting to come back. That they've finished their initial plan of care, and now that they, want it, they now want to keep coming back. Why is that happening? Because they got, ultimately, the outcome that they wanted that was promised. So they feel more likely to, they feel more comfortable spending money with us as a business because they know that we've achieved the initial outcome for them. Does that make sense? Most clinics, most clinics end up bringing somebody in and there's a, there's a, there's a nice transaction that kind of goes on, right? And I was guilty of this at, at myself in the early days, that 
instead of focusing on ultimately what they absolutely really need, right, which is the six or nine sessions to figure out the whole thing, not just the ankle sprain. It's take a look at the gluteal, take a look at the back, take a look at whatever it is that's going to solve this, this, this problem. Because nine out of 10 of them are not coming in with an ankle problem. They're coming in with the effect of something else, as we know. Now, if I let them only fix the ankle or only fix the knee, we're not really giving them the full service that they, they, they deserve. This is just my opinion, and I'm just talking to you about what I'm seeing going on in my clinic. That ultimately, when somebody gets the Rolls-Royce service, they want more of the Rolls-Royce service which is contrary to what we are allowed to believe, which is everybody wants to pay the cheapest possible price to get the cheapest possible version of physio. We're as busy as we've ever been right now because of that. That, 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 that more than anything, it's the people who are having their completed plans of care, now understand the real value of a physio, are engaged in, uh, and, and let's look at it from a non-physio point of view. If I can get you to come, or let me give you a better example. So Rachel, the first time you come to my clinic, First time you went to my office, let me give you a better, you're probably a better example because she's being more, right? First time you come to my clinic, how did you feel? I lost my mind. Nervous. Nervous, okay. How did you feel the second time? Better. How did you feel the third? Yeah, more relaxed. How did you feel now? Yeah, it's like a family reunion. Point proved. Point proved, right? That somebody arrives in your clinic and has two sessions, they don't get to be family. They have three sessions, they're still not family. It's the fourth, fifth, and sixth time that they start to come back to your office, that they start to feel familiar with the environment. That Vicky gets to know them. Who are you? Who are your kids? Tell me all about this football team you support. Tell me where did you go on holiday? How was Christmas? It now feels like family, and that's the reason I want to come back. So back to my point. If it's soft at the start, it'll be hard later in terms of the drop-offs, and you won't have the patient bought into everything that you want to do. If you can get more people to take a high commitment with you at the beginning, in terms of price and time, both equally as important, everybody thinks it's all price, it's as much about time as it is price. In fact, for most people, time is more of a pain in the ass than, than money. That we're, we're, we're all just living in the world of, they're, they're worried about their money. That's just how most people can communicate. It doesn't actually mean that that's their driver. I'm putting it to you that the biggest shift you'll probably get in 2019 is if you can move to, to a model in your business that there is a bigger commitment at the start that sees a, um, a patient actually arrive at your business for the sessions that they needed, six, seven, eight, or nine. The second order consequence of that is they get the, the Wendy effect. When I arrived, I was nervous. The next time I came, I was like, oh, I'm starting to look forward to it. The third time I came, now I'm familiar. The fourth, I absolutely love it. Now I'm coming back just because I love it. If I surveyed 50% of the people on my schedule right now and said, why are you coming? That's why they're coming. They just love it. They, they, they want something to spend their money on. They're going to spend their money with somebody, right? Not everybody wakes up every day thinking that I want to save money. Ultimately, people look to spend money with people that make them feel good. Ultimately, people spend money with companies that deliver an outcome and deliver a promise. If you deliver an outcome after the six or seven or eight sessions or however many you believe that person needs to solve the big problem, not the ankle sprain, they'll feel more confident about spending more money with you repeatedly. Third order consequence or a factor is when you consider that most businesses are absolutely dreadful, dreadful at what they do. Like nine out of 10 businesses should never ever be allowed to open their doors. They should never ever be allowed to take money off people. And I don't just mean physio, I mean just generally by and large. 
the number of companies that exist right now that take money off people for food, for hotels, for cars, for any form of commerce that actually make you feel good about it is slim to none. My point and where I'm starting this show, if you like, this next two days, is to start to get you to think like that. That this isn't a transactional conversation we're having with patients. It is never about £35 for a session. It is never about a half hour fix my ankle. There is always something bigger. There is always something behind the decision that these people are making with you. If you choose to look at it that way. And the effect, so that's the cause. If, if my schedule's down right now and people are not booking top-ups, what would have been the cause? If my schedule is up right now, with people booking top-ups and maintenances and just ringing back up saying, can I come back in in two weeks? I just want to keep coming. I feel really good, I see the value, I'm confident in giving you my money. What was the cause of that? Because it didn't just happen. And that goes back to the, the point that I'm trying to get you to think. My ultimate goal of everything that I do as a teacher of business is to start to get business owners to see things as they are. Not for the bullshit that is allowed to be believed, that everybody wants the cheapest, everybody wants to pay, I was on the phone to a guy from DC yesterday, from Washington DC. It's different in DC apparently. Nobody wants to pay in DC. It's all government based and nobody wants to pay out of pocket and nobody wants to do this and nobody wants to do the other. I'm like, it's the richest fucking part of America. Like, we can't have it both ways. Like, if I'm in a small town in Raleigh, it's nobody's got no money here and they all do this and they all do the other. It's like, well, there's two equally opposite like, reasons for why nobody wants to spend any money here. Could it be the way that the business owner sees it is actually what's at stake? Yes. When I can get you to start to see this game from a much higher level than the, tr the, than the tactical, transactional level that most people play at, which is pound for pound, dollar for dollar, minute for minute, and truly start to understand how a human buys, what they want to buy, give them another reason to buy, and ultimately this is where this conversation is going, give them another reason to buy from you over and above just your PT or your physio, you'll need a suitcase to take, to, to take the money home, for want of a better word. They'll love it. If you can get them to that point of six, seven, eight, nine sessions where the outcome can be achieved, they'll not only come back because they'll be confident in it. And that's a big thing to understand. Most people would rather spend 400 pound and get a real solid outcome than 280 and half asset. 120 is not, not moving anybody's life, not moving anybody's needle at the level that you're all playing at. If somebody doesn't feel as though they really, really got value for money and doesn't really, really feel like the whole thing was taken care of and that they were loved and they were made to feel like family and so on, then they will think twice about coming back and they will think twice about their top up and they will think twice about the year of care plan. And these are all of the things that will affect your business in 2019. So that's where I'm going to start and to get you to um, just set your mind racing um, as such. So, um, little housekeeping, uh, new members, we've gone through guests, Derek and Stephen, welcome um, with us for the next two days and hopefully beyond. Um, a couple of things for you to write down as we move into the, uh, everybody got a workbook? Everybody got a workbook, good. <coughs> I did ask for them to be colour, so don't think I'm trying to shave one pound <laughs> off the fucking... <laughs> Where, believe me, if you'd have heard the little rant I've just had with Sophie, um, there is three things that I'm not happy with with this thing. However, I don't normally bring uh, attention to negative things, but somebody's ass is getting kicked when I get back in their office, believe me. 
Um, okay, a few things for you to write down. So for those who are new, I always try to start with some high-level thinking. This is how it starts all the time. Something that I've learned, something that I've seen, something that is affecting me right now. Um, and I'm going to give you these four things to write down that ultimately will um, just set the scene for the weekend. I keep saying the weekend because most of the time this thing goes on on a weekend. Who was in the US with me? Gav, Leslie, how do you feel right now? Are you depressed the fact that you're like you're in England and this is like going on in this? Is it slightly different? It's slightly different. T-shirt shorts. We were sitting. The last time I saw you, we were by the pool having a beer on Sunday night. It was 85 degrees. I had my shoes and socks off. My kids were running around, and it was just like and Ed. Obviously, you were there as well, weren't you? Yeah, we were just sat having a beer. It was great. Um, for full context for all of you, you're all open to coming to the US at any point, anytime you want to come out. Vegas is coming uh, fast, and if you if you look at the prices of the flights, they're not as bad as you'd like. We're looking at Vegas right now, it's about 400 quid. You can get to Orlando for like 350 quid if you book it in advance, which for what you get, you know, against the tax and so on, and just the get out of your office, get out of your head, meet different people, it is not possible for you to make your way to the US and not get the additional cost incurred back just because you were there. The new ideas, the new people, the momentum, the energy, just the in a cool city and so on. All of that is there for you. And I would strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you to do it. Leslie's joined the CEO program. We'll be doing it four times every year, back and forth. My journey was the US and back and forth. And as I look back now and I understand what I really did, I didn't go to a seminar, I bought myself time. And I'll say that again. Tactically, I went to a seminar. Ultimately, what I did by heading to the US and really getting the commitment, if you like, I bought myself time because I had 11 hours on a flight through immigration, sat in airport lounges and whatever else on my own to think and to start to see this game of business very, very differently. That is very difficult to achieve on your own. And ultimately, that's what, what you get when you join a program like this is how many of you would be doing this today if you weren't part of a program like this? You're not, you, you're getting advice and information and strategies, but the real thing that you're buying that you should never be lost is uh, commitment and time. And that, that's what I genuinely believe as I tell my story backwards. I got more time on my own as a result of being on airplanes to think without two little kids or anybody asking me questions about whatever. So just a thought, we're in uh, Nash, we're in Las Vegas in March. We are in Nashville in end of June, which is the best city on earth. If you are ever um, looking for an excuse to go to a cool city, it is Nashville and we're back in Orlando in November. You are welcome to come, you're welcome to send your staff. Um, ideally let them stay in Vegas for more than two nights next time, Gavin. <laughs> for fuck's sake. The, I, I, like, it wasn't badly planned. <laughs> Ben, like, where did he land? Did, did, if you don't know the story, Gav sent his a practice manager to Vegas. He landed at 7 o'clock on Friday night and he was back on a flight at 6 o'clock on Sunday. I know, well, yeah, I'm being kind. It was about 1 o'clock in the morning by the time they got there. He spent nine hours a day with me in sales boot camp, had a, a drink before he fell asleep on Saturday night and then was back on a flight on Sunday night to Ireland. Tuesday. <laughs> I think he would have preferred Monday off 
in Vegas and then just came to work jet lagged. So he won't say who he won't fly over on Thursday of this year. I'm I'm deadly serious with this. Um I am a very serious guy when it comes to business, but I at the same time I love to have fun, right? I'm every opportunity that I can to see something, go somewhere, do something, I'll take it. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth here that some of you have with the ability to take staff, which gets your best members of staff on side, that buys them to you, bonds them to you, and so on while you take them. And, and I'm seeing the value of that more and more where the members in the US are actually bringing their staff, putting them up in the hotel for the weekend, letting them integrate, feel part of the community and so on, that it might cost you 500 quid, but really what does it cost you when somebody stays with you for two, three, four, five years it's more, the, the add-on indeed will cost fucking more to replace them, is, is my point, right? And this is how I think, this is how I try to see everything. There is never a granular tactical way of running or, or seeing life. There's always a bigger picture to almost everything that you do. And from your point of view, getting to those types of places should be what the vehicle of the business is about, really. And we do pick pretty cool places on purpose that people, look forward to coming to a week or two before, get out of their head, bring your wife, bring your husband, bring your kids, do whatever you want to do, and turn this into a uh, multifaceted reason for being in a program, which isn't just strategies or sales advice or marketing. It's actually, how can all of this affect my life? Even my web design is coming out. Fleming's got, got the bug. He's like, this is cool. I'm coming to every single one. Well, why wouldn't he? His customers are there. It's tax-free, effectively. He brings his missus, they stay in a nice hotel. He has five days in Vegas, Nashville and whatever, and you know, lends a little bit while he's in the room, speaks to one or two of his clients, and off he goes back. There's no other web designer in the world doing that type of, you know, doing that type of thing. So don't overlook it. It's in your business is the worst place to stay. Just because you're in the same room every day, you're speaking to the same people every day, you're having the same thoughts on the way to work every day, and sometimes just that breakaway uh, to somewhere slightly different is um, is important. So don't overlook uh, don't overlook that. All right, a couple of things to write down, and I will most likely refer to these as we go through the two days. Number one, accountability breeds responsibility. Accountability breeds responsibility, and why I think that's important is when or how it's relevant to these uh, next two days. When you have a concrete plan with numbers in place that hopefully you'll stick to, it increases the level of accountability that you have. And if accountability breeds responsibility, I believe the more responsibility that you take, the richer you get. That's a fact. Right. If, if, you know, ultimately, the, the vehicle of the business is to generate income and wealth and a nicer lifestyle for your uh, kids and family and legacy, whatever you want. Rich can be monetary, it can be time, it can be in experiences, it can be whatever your version of, of rich is. It isn't always just about the money. However, or whatever you have as a definition of, of rich, if you like, you will only get it by taking on more responsibility. And if you really look at most of the world, they share responsibility, and that's why most of the world ultimately don't get what they want. It's the least amount of responsibility possible to get 
their jobs done. In business, to be successful, we almost have to eat the responsibility up. And the more of it that you are able to take, the broader those shoulders get, and the more comfortable you are with responsibility, the more success that you'll get in your business. Accountability is huge, which is why we do have the calls and why we do have a captain in a Facebook group. We've, we've understood all of this, that ultimately what you need more than anything is those types of parameters, if you like, or guidelines within which to play. That if uh, Wendy holds a call every two weeks with you and says, can you get this done? Or will you have achieved this by the time I next speak to you? Even if you get it done five times out of 10, it is five times out of 10 more than you would have done on your own. Momentum shifts mindset. Mindset creates momentum. I'll say that again. Shall I translate? <laughs> Are you still allowed in, in this country now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Will you be all right for the next one? Yeah, the flights still take off from Denmark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah after March 28th. Yeah. <laughs> Momentum. And you Irish, you're causing all of this. <laughs> Can't you just all get on and like, yeah. don't know, just do whatever has to happen? Right now, huh? right now I'm watching the Vikings on HBO. <laughs> it was simpler back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Momentum shifts mindset. Mindset creates momentum. So let me explain that. So most people will tell me, Paul, I want to change my mindset. Paul, I need to change my mindset. Paul, have you got any books on mindset? If I had a pound for every time I was asked that question, I wouldn't need to be here today. Mindset creates momentum, or momentum shifts mindset, mindset creates momentum. I'm gonna to have to put this to bed like. Is it an ice machine? Yeah, I'm gonna say I have to get them to switch that off when the next time somebody comes in. Um, momentum shifts mindset. So what that means is getting moving and getting going. That shifts how you currently think, right? Then when you start to think slightly differently, you actually get more momentum. So the hardest thing is to get moving. If you want to change your mindset, you've got to get moving. Most people are sat waiting for a mindset shift to happen, which is often where I say minimum viable product, get it out the door, do it, raise the prices, learn the lessons, hire the person, fire the person, do whatever we have to do to get some momentum because that shifts the way you're currently thinking. Your life really today is a byproduct of the way that you think. Your thoughts create words, words create actions, actions create habits. So if we ultimately want the effect, which is a better life or a better, more successful business, or both, we have to change the way that we think. To keep moving, to keep making decisions and to keep doing something will shift your mindset. Once that mindset is shifted from where it currently is in terms of its belief in what's possible, you might now currently only believe that a certain price is uh, chargeable in your area. You might currently believe that there are no good staff in your area. You might currently believe that nobody pays for top-ups or maintenances. How do we know? Let's have a go. And if we see some light at the end of the tunnel, 
we get even one person out of five who pays the new price, all of a sudden the mindset is shifted. And because the mindset is shifted, that's how we get even more momentum. Number three, progress has little to do with speed and everything to do with direction. Progress has little to do with speed and everything to do with direction. It's almost the opposite of number two, in which action, for the sake of action, without any real direction, isn't going to get you to where you want to be. And a lot of the entrepreneurship mantra these days is just do, 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 and take action, take action, take action. I get it, and I understand it. But if we're not going in the right direction, it's pretty irrelevant. What I propose over the next two days is to give you that direction. I guarantee you'll leave tomorrow knowing what direction you need to go in. It's up to you then how fast you want to go. And finally, why are we here? I've briefly covered it. I believe you're here really. You've bought yourself time. A business coach of mine um, said to me once, he'd signed up for a program and I said, um, he went for a full day. I said, what was it like? He said, well, it was all right. He said, but um, if I hadn't have signed up, I wouldn't have bought myself eight hours out of, out of my office. And for that reason, it was worth going. And I said, what, what do you mean? He said, well, whenever I go to any event or anything that I do, I don't just go for the content. In fact, more often than not, it's actually the thinking that goes on when I'm in the room that I wouldn't be doing if I was consumed by the day-to-day -day things of my business that actually is more important. So to tie back that back to us, two days you will think and you will plan and you've ultimately bought yourself the time to do that. There will be ideas sparked in this room that wouldn't be sparked had you not made your way up here. For some of you, it'll have already happened in the car or the train on the way up. The flight, the conversation tonight at the bar, at lunch this morning, tomorrow on the way home. Sometimes the value is actually in those things and just because you're out of your business. And that takes a, a real big mindset shift to actually understand that. That the answers that you're looking for won't be in the environment that you've got at home. Because if they were, guess what? You'd have found them. The level of thinking that gets you into the problem can't get you out of it. You heard that one? The level of thinking that gets you into the problem cannot get you out of the problem. So much of what we try to do at these events is shift the way that you think, shift the way you see the problem. Social proof, other people are doing it. But ultimately you've bought yourself time to think and to plan. So, um, purpose of the event, I'm gonna try and give you some uh, focus, accuracy and careful consideration of um, what is required for you and your team in 2019 to hit your goals. I'm gonna help you set you and your team up to play in a way that you currently believe will help you achieve the outcome that you want. And it's about planning for success. Planning does not create the success. Ultimately, your actions and decisions will do that. So again, I need to bring that to your awareness. A lot of people think, if I just plan, that's it. I've done my plan. We've essentially set the team up, but now we have to take action. 
So a lot of later today and tomorrow will be about the action that is required once we've created the plan and the, ga and the, and the map for you to, um, to follow. So um, let me go to the board. Something just to get you thinking. Okay, management. This is ultimately what a, or how a business operates. Can everybody see that? This is what this is the flow, if you like, of a business. Management make decisions. Um, decisions get turned into action. Action get turned into results. Now, ultimately, we're going to measure the results and change the action. I believe most people run their business there, at the action level. Let's just do something. Most management just do stuff. There's no real thought goes into it and therefore bypass this The decisions are wrong, the action will be wrong, and the results will not be the ones that you want. If we take the action, but we don't monitor the results, how do we know that it was the best action that we could have took? What we're going to do today and tomorrow is set you up to ultimately make better decisions. So this is you, this is, this is constant, this is variable, we can change these decisions. I want to put you in a position to make better decisions about your business so that the action that you take is the action that you need to get the results that you want. But we must monitor the results, and I'm gonna to talk to you today about how you do that. If we monitor the results, and we review, and ask ourselves ultimately, was that the best action that we could have took to get the results? We can change the action, and therefore change the results. Does that make sense? Monitor the results, and change the actions. Not just do more action is the difference i'll talk to you about the um the seven different you don't need them all but if you could have them it would be good the seven different reports if you like that i use for all of my businesses cash flow forecast accounts receivable variance analysis all these things i'll talk to you about them tomorrow um, i won't be able to go into them all in depth everyone but i'll make sure every meeting we cover in depth one of them to make sure that you're fair with them so I'm a football manager for two minutes, okay? Game of football lasts 90 minutes. How well do you think my team would do if I couldn't watch the game and I couldn't see any uh, player performance stats and I couldn't speak to anybody during the game and all I got was at 90 minutes was the result? How long do you think I'd stay in the job for? How well do you think I would do? So I'm in charge of Manchester United. I'm not allowed to watch the game. I'm not allowed to speak to anybody. I can't get any updates on performance. I don't know how many corners we got, and I don't know how many headers we won, and I don't know how many tackles we lost, how much possession we give away. I don't really know anything until after the game is over. What's my chances of success? 
Better than Mourinho, yeah. Very little, could we, could we agree on? Now what if, what if I'm allowed at 45 minutes to get a bit of a snapshot of what just happened? So at 45 minutes, I'm allowed to be told, this is how Ashley Young's playing, this is how Rooney's playing, or this is how whoever's playing, this is how possession's going, this is how many shots we're having, uh, this is how the defence are playing. At that point, I'm allowed to make a decision. What's my chances of success now? Slightly more? What if I can see it at 10 minutes, 20, 25, 30, 35, 55, 60, 65, 70, 85? What if I'm allowed to see in real time and I'm getting updates constantly as to what's happening on that pitch? What would that allow me to do? Make better decisions. Let's look at what a business owner does. So, most business owners in the UK start on January the 1st, the game ends December the 31st, nine months later they sit in front of their accountant and the accountant says, good game or bad game. Yes or no? You get delivered this P&L, this balance sheet and this statement of all of your cash and transactions that means absolutely nothing to you and you conclude that it was a good year or not a good year based upon some brackets around a number or the absence of those brackets around a number. So my point, and why I wanted to give you this analogy, is ultimately what most business owners do is essentially try to manage a football team by getting all of the results and all of the information after the game has ended, at which point it's too late. My goal for you all is to get to the equivalent of understanding what's happening in your business after five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, so that we can start to make some big decisions whether that's at half-time, whether that's pulling off a sub, pulling off a player at 20 minutes and putting somebody else on, whether that's making three changes at the end of the game to try and get two goals at the end. If my new patient arrival rate is down with a week to go, all right, I can go in and talk to my staff and I can improve it. If my number of new patients arriving is nowhere near what it needs to be to help me win that game within 90 minutes, figuratively, in our world it could be within 30 days, it means that I can do something. I can pick up the phone, I can send a letter, I can send out three emails. I can talk to my team about what we're not doing that we were last month. What's going wrong here, guys? Where, where are these problems? Because I was projecting 65 new patients this month and currently we're only at 22. What, what's the difference? What, what have we not done? All right, good. What can we do now? We've got 10 days left. What can we do to make up this shortfall so that we don't get beat 6-0? Even if we only get beat 1-0. Figuratively, if we even get in 45 new patients instead of the 65, it's better than what would have been 25 had I not gotten updates on my business. Everybody following? And that's ultimately what we're trying to get to here, is can we get you to a point, if you really, really want to run this business, at the optimum level with, and this is the best bit, when you get all of this, running a business is significantly easier than just from the action level. Which goes back to my point here. that most businesses are running from this level, just taking action, 
which is the equivalent of the game ended, I got beat 2-1, and now I'm gonna change the team for next week. But that's just the equivalent. It's first of February, January didn't go too well, or didn't go where I wanted it to go, let's just do something. Let's just work a bit harder, or let's send another email, or let's change the script, or whatever it will be. But it didn't come from this. If we skip this, if we don't have this in play, monitoring the results, we can't change the actions and we can't make better decisions. And that's ultimately what I'm trying to get for you all. Um, and as we go through these two days, much of that will be revealed. We'll talk around budgets and planning, but also critical drivers. These are ultimately the things. Let me go back to my football analogy. We've touched on this on cockpit, but I'm gonna try and tie all of this together for you, how it applies to an annual plan and a budget, how your critical drivers in your business are the numbers to be paying attention to. That if in football terms, my critical drivers would be the number of corners we've won, the number of shots, uh, the number of players on the pitch, the possession, um, how many goals we've scored, obviously, ultimately, how many headers we've won. They would all be the critical drivers that I would have factored in as a football manager that we need to get something like 10 or 12 corners because we know the team that we're playing against are not very good at defending set pieces. So one of my aims for this game is to get 10 or 12 corners happening but we've only got two in the first half. Right, so I'm way off my projection. So what's going wrong, team? We're nowhere near where we need to be in terms of getting that ball in the box and getting the corners to score the goals, because ultimately that's where I believe as a manager we will win this game. What do you think we're not doing? And at which point a discussion will start that says, well, the fullback's not getting forward, he's not passing the ball to him, he's not doing that, and at which point you as a manager are like, great, crack on. Ultimately, your team will come up with the solution if you have an idea of where you want them to be. If you point out where the problems are, you monitor those results, changing the actions become very, very easy, and your team actually starts to do it for you. That for those of you with staff, it's how ultimately you shouldn't be going home at night feeling as though you're responsible for everything that happens in the business. If that's the case, you're at the action level. And really what we want you to be at is the numbers level, the results level, which you're feeding back with the team for them to be able to change the actions according to the outcomes that you've set for the business. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. If you're interested in joining masterminds or learning more about these types of business skills, the best place to start is with Paul's one-day strategic planning workshop that happens in Orlando every quarter, where Paul works with 20 clinic owners to do 12 months of planning inside of one day. Email paul at paulgoff.com to get more details of the next event. Or, alternatively, you can join our Cash Club community where we deliver $10,000 worth of What's Working Now marketing ideas to your door every 30 days. Head over to www.ptprofitacademy.com forward slash cash housing club to get your $1 trial. You can also find these details over in today's show notes. Until next time, have a wonderful day.